Dash Podcast and Page Voice Foundation would like to thank all of our essential workers, our nurses, our doctors, our grocery store workers, everyone that's in the front line dealing with COVID-19. We appreciate you, and please be safe. If you need anything, please contact us and the many other businesses and and nonprofits that are out there supporting you. For some, today is day 19 of quarantine. For others, today is April 1st, 2020, or April Fool's Day. Being that some of us are in quarantine, I'm still doing this by myself. This is Dash Podcast, episode 3 of season 2, and I would like to welcome you. Today, we are going to do something similar as we did last week where we'll be discussing important things that were on last season that are relevant to what's going on in the world today. Like last week, we talked about tragedy and grief, as well as physical grief. And this week, we're going to discuss grief triggers and how music and movies tie into grief. Oh, and uh, by the way, please stop sending me hate mail about not having a Dash Weird segment. I'll have a brand new segment next episode, April 8th. Enjoy the episode, everyone. Dear Southwest Florida, my name is Matthew Page, and I am the CEO and President of Page Boys Foundation, Inc., and we would like to extend our support and help our community with anything they need during this epidemic. Please visit us on social media at Page Boys, F-D-N-I-N-C, or give us a call at 239-233-1161. Thank you, and I know we will get through this together. Florida Strong. episode, we're going to talk about grief triggers. So grief triggers are worrisome because they open an involuntary tick to our real memories of the deceased. These are the memories that pop in our head without 
any time to think about it. They might hit us out of nowhere while we're driving, sitting at our desk at work, while we're out to dinner. These memories, though, are safe. They're normal, if, while others, especially those associated with deceased loved ones, can leave with a range of feelings. To clarify, these memories aren't entirely random and don't actually come out of nowhere. Usually, a sight, sound, song, smell, word, or another memory triggers them. These memories interrupt our brain's regular program, and because strong emotions can cause a memory to imprint firmly and vividly in our mind, the illusion may be a happy, happy, joy, joy, or it may feel like you've just been hit in the gut. For those who've recently lost a loved one, knowing these triggers are out there can cause a fair amount of anxiety. You might fear being blindsided by reminders of your loved one, their death, their absence, especially right after a loss when your emotions are still raw. Some grievers will will respond by trying to eliminate and avoid reminders such as objects, people, and places. Others will try and battle their way through growing less and less embarrassed by each public outburst of emotion. In the warmest part of the summer, under a thick wave of humidity, it is always hard for me to maintain perspective. Still, I fight the urge to secure myself against the reminders because although during times of darkness they seem like the enemy, My involuntary memories are usually the exact opposite. It happens often enough that a song, a place, or a face reminds me of something wonderful about my mom or my dad. Although often enough that I would endure any amount of bad to remember the good. Memories are where our loved ones continue to live after they're gone. This is why we hold on to objects that remind us of them and go to places where they feel near. True, when someone we love dies, we are forevermore at risk of their memory triggering aftershocks of the pain. But inversely, if we let them, such reminders may also fill us with warmth and comfort. In time, you may even find that the very grief triggers that once caused you sadness now fill you with a sense of love and remembrance. On our first episode, like I said, I want to discuss music. It is a huge part in many of our lives. We pick a certain genre, then from that genre, we pick that one artist, and from that one artist, we replay one song over and over and over until you find that song super annoying. But music, if you pick that perfect song, helps you forget about reality. At the same time, it helps you fix your reality. When you grieve, if you have, you have a song that reminds you of that specific someone who had passed and you play it and when you aren't thinking about it and it comes on the radio, it feels like, like they're watching over you or, you know, they're giving you a sign. And that song to me is how to save a life by the fray. 
before I play it, and for copyright purposes, I do not own the rights to this song. the fray how to save a life that song brings so many good and bad memories of my mother there are other times where music is about peace i heard of this song just recently edge of time by gernard i haven't heard of them until i was kind of researching songs about grieving and it just it was just very it it enlightened me in a way. Um, his voice is very nice. But again, due to copyright purposes, I do not own the rights to this song. When you're happy, you enjoy the music. But when you're sad, you understand the lyrics. This is a quote by Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean is an American singer, songwriter, rapper, record producer, and photographer. Best known for the song, Thinking About You. I really enjoy this quote because it sums it all up. You don't quite listen to the lyrics of a song until your emotions take over and you get lost and you pay attention to that special song more. There's a technique that I found on the interweb that I will share with you all. There are other ways to extract the healing benefits of music that will keep your company and your mind active when you're alone. One way is to play a quiet and relaxing song at a volume that is not too loud and get comfortable in your favorite chair. Set aside the things weighing on your mind. Start by deep breathing. 
Slowly breathe air in through your nostrils and hold for a count of five. Shape your mouth as if you were drinking from a straw and slowly exhale. With each exhale, think of the tension leaving your body. Repeat this several times and I guarantee you will feel more relaxed. When you're ready, start listening to music. I mean, really listen to the music. Soak yourself in the musical emotions being played. Listen to the melody as it rises and falls. Sing or hum along with the song. Identify the instruments that are being played. Picture yourself playing one of those instruments. It could be a flute, the drums, the guitar, whatever you choose. This will help your mind focus on when you join in or drop off from playing with the other emotions. Also, imagine you're part of the group performing this piece in front of others. Music can help you escape, and if you center your attention on the music, you'll temporarily get away from the things troubling your mind. Use your imagination as you listen to the music. Let your mind wander to other places. Envision sitting on a shore, looking at the ocean, or if you have that accessibility, go out to the beach, to a park, put some headphones in and just, just do this. Is you hear the beauty in these quiet locations. I got this information from Tony Felizano, who is a writer, composer, and grief specialist, who I hope to have on this podcast sometime. Coco, The Book of Life, Harry Potter, Up, Big Fish. What do these five movies have in common? They are movies that help portray the meaning of grief to children. We will take a look at some of these movies that explain grief to children today. Up, Pixar's 2009 animation is known as a tearjerker and for good reason. It centers on Carl, an elderly widower who sets out to fulfill a promise he made to his late wife, Ellie. The vagets of the couple's relationships through the years in which so moving, reminding us all to appreciate each and every day with the people we love. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone from the core loss of Harry's parents and the inevitable yet no less devastating deaths throughout the series, all eight of the Harry Potter movies deal with the grief of losing a loved one in true and reflective ways. What shines through is not the actual act of losing people, but how we keep those we love in our hearts when they're gone. The top eight movies to watch in the loss of a parent. Big Fish, 2004, starring Ewan McGregor, Albert Finney. 
Death at a Funeral, 2007, starring Matthew McFadden and Peter Dinklage. Eye of the Dolphin, also in 2007, starring Carly Schroeder and Adrian Dunbar. Garden State, in 2005, starring, starring Zach Braff and Natalie Portman. In Her Shoes, 2005, starring Cameron Diaz, Shirley MacLaine. Sunshine Clearing, 2009, starring Dakota Fanning and Jennifer Hudson. The Savages, 2007, starring Philip Seymour Hoffman and Laura Lenny. In Two Weeks, 2006, starring Sally Field and Ben Chaplin. If any of the movies mentioned have helped you, please give us a shout-out on social media, at Dash Podcast on Facebook, and at Dash underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I know I've watched Big Fish out of the top eight, and I really, really enjoyed that movie. And out of those eight movies, I would recommend watching that movie specifically. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another best of episode of Dash Podcast. We appreciate you as always, and I know we will get through this together just like we do every time. We are America Strong. Don't forget that. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe to all our social media at Dash Pod C. And don't forget to comment and rate on your favorite podcast listening app. Have a dashing day, everyone.